0: Welcome to Prepping the Soul by Ron Lindell, brought to you by Point the Way Ministries. God's awesome work. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Genesis 1, 26-31, NIV. We are part of God's creation. We as humans were made by Him for a unique relationship with Him. We are not God's ourselves. However, we have certain characteristics of God. Let us make mankind in our image. We share cooperative participation with God in His work. God blesses people and tells them to have children and fill the whole earth. God wants us to fill the earth and to take care of it. Interesting. God created the world and us and designed us to be creative and creators. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? You have made them a little lower than the angels and crowned them with the glory and honor. You made them rulers over the works of your hands. You put everything under their feet. That's in Psalm 8. 3-6 through NIV God designed us to work 6 days per week and rest 1 day per week. God has will, intelligence, and emotion. So do we. God made us in His image and desires a relationship with us through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God doesn't need us. God created the whole world and all existence before He created you and me. He said, let us make mankind in our image. Then, of course, God saw that man was lonely and designed a woman to be a friend to man. God created us for personal relationship. God, who created the whole world, created each of us to have an intimate relationship with Him through the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Once you invite Christ into your heart, and believe in God, your whole life will begin to change for the best. You may recognize a heart change instantly after you accept Jesus into your heart. When I accepted Jesus into my heart, I was excited for a change. I didn't really know what to expect. As I grew older, I recognized changes, and my desires of worldly sin disappeared. I wasn't a perfect person because I did enjoy the sinful world. Truthfully, God saved us just in time before I made huge life-changing mistakes. A quick personal testimony. Near the age of 21, I was praying for someone to love me besides God. I was praying for a wife. Every night when I went to bed, I would pray for a wife and knew that someday God would provide one, hopefully, just for me. It was a Friday night and I decided to dress in my finest clothes and with my cowboy boots on. I remember my parents watching Dallas on Friday night as I was walking out the door to go to a cruise the strip in our local town with my diesel four-wheel drive truck. My mission that Friday night, I was going to go to all my hangout spots and tell my friends goodbye. I was going to start a new track away from party animals. I wanted to focus more on what God wanted for me. I went cruising to all my hangout spots and told my friends goodbye. My last stop, I decided to leave my truck running with the stereo blaring in the air. I got out of my truck and started walking across the street to tell my friends goodbye and have a great life when a young lady approached me and asked if she could sit in my truck and listen to my stereo. My truck stereo was not an ordinary stereo. It was like concert sound that could be heard for miles if it was cranked up loud enough. After talking to my friends, I returned back to my pickup and found the young lady still sitting in my truck listening to the stereo. Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin seemed to be the favorite song of the evening. As a polite young man, I asked if she would like to go for a cruise. She agreed. She cruised around for a while, and we talked and talked. Folks, we have been together ever since that night. We've been together for 37 years. Lori and I celebrated 36 years of marriage in June. God answers prayers. God loves you. For you... In your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am with you. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. That's found in Psalm one thirty nine thirteen through 19 NIV. How do you see God's love and care for you? How does it make you feel to know God has given us the job to care for the earth? How do you respond to the idea that God wants a relationship with you? Have you seen this played out? I look into the mirror at times and I see a man which is growing each day. When away from the mirror, I often wonder what purpose I have here on earth. I know that God took me from the secret place and placed me in my mother's womb to be born and eventually grow in the Lord. As I look back through the previous years of my life, I seek for forgiveness for not following what God wanted me to do years ago. If only I would have not been afraid of rejection. Where would I be today? God created each of us to grow in Him and have a personal relationship with Him. He wants our relationship to be close because He loves us. He sent each of us, one by one, to this blue planet hanging out in space to be human in the world, but to stay in relationship with Him every second of the day. The Old Testament and New Testament Teaches us that God is always seeking to have a relationship with us. Before accepting Jesus into my heart years ago, I remember waking up early each morning, rushing to work, working long days, having fun with the guys at work, rushing home to my wife. However, my wife worked nights, so I would fill my time with empty goals of nothing. Each day was the same without God as a center of our lives. We tried to be good people and went to church sometimes. Preacher sermons um, that, in my opinion, scratched the surface. Everyone that we attended church seemed as though they had the same activities and work schedules we do. I know that the church had saints, however... Most of us thought they were kind old people. They were the ones that really knew God and had a true relationship with Him. We did not learn this until years later. God does love us and has a great plan for us. He desires us to have a personal relationship with Him. Every day I look around and I see the traffic, buildings, the cities around the world and the economy throughout the world. The world talking about money and the billionaires and the fancy cars, fancy homes, etc. Everything will pass away. God will not. Joshua 1 8 says, and it says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. A few years ago, my wife wanted me to listen to a CD which talked about looking to a mirror each day and proclaiming that today is going to be a great day and God has a great plan for your life. So one morning I decided to look into the mirror and proclaim today is going to be a great day and I am a child of the Most High God. Same day, I looked in the mirror and I said it was going to be an awesome day. That day, both of our Suburbans broke down. One cost over 1000 to repair, and the other one was $600 to repair. We had five small children, so we had to try to figure out how to replace our vehicles or get them re- repaired. My wife and I drove around um, nearly every dealership in the metro area looking around for a Honda Odyssey minivan with an entertainment center for the children. After a few days, I began to get frustrated. I was frustrated with the high automobile costs at the dealers. So I proclaimed out loud, looking out of our dining room window one day, and prayed to the Lord Jesus, I prayed that you bring us our dream vehicle because we just cannot find it ourselves. And Later that day, a gentleman called me and said that he just noticed an email that my wife sent two weeks before. It was for sale by owner. We went to look at it, and it was exactly like what we were praying for. It was the same color, leather interior, entertainment center for the children, and the price was nearly 4000 under book value. We bought our van in 2014. Just this week, my wife and I watched it go over 300,000 miles. We keep maintenance on it and we make sure that maintenance is done and so we can keep it part of our family. Acts 13.38 NIV Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Acts 17.24-28 The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth and He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so they would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from any of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as some of our own poets have said, we are his offspring. Psalm 57, two, I cry out to God most high, to God who vindicates me. Psalm 78.35, they remember that God was their rock, that God most high was their redeemer. Psalm 50.14, sacrifice, thank offerings to God. Fulfill your vows to the Most High. Are you thinking about inviting Jesus into your heart today? If you were to die today, do you know for certain that you would go to heaven? God placed you here on earth to worship Him with your whole heart, mind, and soul. It takes some of us years before we hear the gospel message. Those who hear this message today are being called by God to have a personal relationship with Him beginning today. It's really simple. Pray with me. Dear Jesus, forgive us of our sins. I give you permission to come into my heart right now and cleanse me of all my sins. I give you permission to make me to be born again out of my old life and Jesus into my heart with joy, peace, and love, giving me a new life through Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. If you said that prayer in your heart and mind, you have been born again. You have given Jesus permission to give change to your life in a positive direction. I encourage you to find a Bible-believing church in your community and start reading the Bible daily and join small group studies. Growing God with a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Here's a story directly from the New Testament about a young man who was blind, then he could see. Blind life, and then through Christ, a life full of joy, peace, and love. Stay positive with your new life in Christ Jesus. Family and friends will discourage you at times. They want the old you going in the same direction toward hell. Stay focused on life and fulfillment and focus on heaven forever with Jesus. In John chapter 9, Jesus heals a man born blind. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? this man or his parents, that he was born blind. Jesus said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus said. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed, and came home seeing His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him, begging, isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that it was. Others said, now he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes open? They asked. He replied The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it in my eyes. He told me to go wash, and so I washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked. I don't know, he said. The Pharisees investigated the healing, and they brought to the Pharisees the man who was blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made this mud and opened the man's eyes was the Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees had asked him how he had received the sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner perform such signs? So they were divided. Then they turned again to the blind man. What have you said about him? It was your eyes that were open. The man replied, He is a prophet. They still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it that he can see now? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He can speak for himself. And his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. This is why his parents said, He is of age. Ask him. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, You are his fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. And the man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said, You have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this, and asked, What? Are we blind too? And Jesus said, If you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. Just like the blind man, earlier you said a prayer, accepting Jesus into your heart, asking for forgiveness of your sins, and you became born again. So now I encourage you to plug into a local church and learn the Bible, read the Bible daily, and find out what Jesus wants you to do next in your life, because your life has purpose. You are a child of the Most High God. Thank you for listening to Prepping the Soul with Ron Lindell, Point The Way Ministries.